1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brickenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. You know, when we're hearing about layoffs in the oil and gas sector, it often gets uh, reported as statistics, right? 200 people laid off here, 400 people laid off here, et cetera. But each of those numbers represents a person a situation, a family, a reality. And it's virtually impossible to tell all of these stories, but uh, they are abundant. Well, there's a new movie being uh, filmed in Calgary that, that attempts to humanize that side of it and the people who are going through all of this. Uh, so it's being told from a unique perspective. The, the movie is called Circle of Steel. It's about to wrap up shooting here in Calgary. Joining us on the line is the director of this film. Jillian uh, McKercher is her name. Jillian, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
0: Hi, thank you.
1: It's an interesting backdrop for a movie, but tell us a bit more then about where the idea for this came from, from your perspective.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I have history in the industry. Both of my parents work in oil and gas in Calgary, and um, I'm actually a chemical engineer, and I worked for a number of oil and gas companies all throughout my teenage years. And I did an internship with a company, and then I actually worked as an engineer for about four years uh, before I was laid off in 2016. Yeah. So the story is semi autobiographical, but it is really just influenced by a number of stories from my coworkers and my peers, and I still have friends who work in industry and I just think it's such an incredible cinematic centerpiece and I'm happy that I get to tell the story or tell a story from that time period.
1: Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting stories to be told here, but um you know is this about Humanizing uh, these these stories, putting a, a face and an experience to, to all of this so that it's not just, you know, statistics in the news? Yeah,
0: definitely. I feel the um I feel it's important to humanize an experience which so many people go through. It's not just limited to oil and gas, like any large corporate business that goes through massive layoffs. Um it's a pretty brutal thing. I know that the film up in the air kind of highlighted it but it was more from the people who lay you off but to be a person who's laid off or to have the kind of this negative ambience of impending layoffs is so intense Um, but I also think it brings out interesting things in people this sort of impending doom you get camaraderie but you also get people who act erratically and quite depressed And I'm just trying to sympathize with people like this. I mean, most people just want to go to work and have some stability and to have something like this, which is kind of an existential crisis, I guess. Is, um, it's fascinating and I want to sympathize with
1: that yeah well and I, you know I mean as you say the, these are people going to their job every day trying to put uh, food on the on the table for their family but of course you know there are these these bigger questions around the industry itself and as much as uh, Alberta's is hurting and uh, mourning the loss of these jobs there are certainly those who would say you know well good uh, it's an industry that, that needs to get smaller it's an industry that needs to go away and you know these people are caught up in all of this
0: mm-hmm. and I'm I made a really distinct choice to not try to be, to look at this story or approach this story from um, a political or like a a high level political approach. Like, really, this is just about people who, their job happens to be in the oil and gas industry. And it is controversial for any number of reasons. Um, But the people who work there are just people. And I do think that. a lot of people who work in oil and gas don't have the privilege or the time um, to make like, these super large-scale choices, which isn't to say people don't think about it, but if you have a choice between $100, $100 an hour or minimum wage, I think it's like extremely hard to, to take the minimum wage job, especially if you have family or if you have parents to look after. It's like there is a choice, but there's not really a choice. And so I'm just looking at people in these situations who, you know, they acknowledge the, the controversy of their positions, but they're also like, this is what I have.
1: Right. I mean, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: There's another interesting aspect to the film because of course, it's very much a male dominated industry. Um, The, the, the protagonist of your film, that's centered around uh, a female character. Is, is there a, a story to be sold, uh, told on that side of things? Is it, is it a different kind of, of struggle for, for women in this industry?
0: Um, yeah, I do think that it's still... Uh, I think that the difference in gender um, parity is felt. But I'm also quite optimistic like when I graduated university I think it was like the most number of women who had ever graduated from engineering and like young engineers I would say um, like women who were like 32 and under there was like it's quite visible in the workplace which is very new. So I think right now the perception of what engineering is like at least the engineering that I experienced in Calgary that's so male dominated yes that's the case but it's quite different than like in the 80s and 90s where you really had those trailblazers who really like paved the way for people who are young like myself. And so now, you know, um opportunities do exist and well, like I I have to acknowledge there's like sexual harassment and some like pretty terrible things that happen in the workplace like that still occurs. But the pa- the possibility for like women to thrive and succeed and also be like if they choose to be feminine or um that more themselves i think that also exists and so for this character it's not it's not unlikely that you would have a female engineer who's like 23 years old in the field like i have a number of female friends who are all working rotations so i think it's an accurate story for the time and it also happens to be timely given um, the social climate today
1: right and and it's interesting isn't it because uh, now you're you're in the filmmaking industry, and of course all the stories we 've heard about hollywood and and what 's been going on, and of course the fact that you know when it comes to to what you 're doing here and directing a movie that they're uh, it's still a very much a male dominated industry
0: mm-hmm. i feel I feel so lucky to be able to do it like in my opinion it shouldn't be that that remarkable that I am making a film about a woman but today it happens to be very important. Like it, it is a, it's a it's a feminist act to do that. And so I take that responsibility and I'm glad to tell this story. And I'm really, really thankful to my crew. Like we've had an incredible team um, put this together. So it's not just the story, but it's the people making the product. And yeah, everyone's been super respectful and very passionate. And I think that if you create opportunities and environments for people to act the best, then that will kind of continue.
1: Yeah. Well, it's no easy task making a film. Uh, In terms of getting this project off the ground, uh, I understand the Calgary Film Center uh, played a big part in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm super thankful to the Calgary Film Center for being the primary funders for the project. It's um, always a challenge in development. So development is when you kind of pitch your project after you've created a package of your story, et cetera. And the Calgary Film Center um, funded me or awarded me a Project Lab grant in addition to two other projects, and three other projects got a development grant. So it's really incredible to see the support in the city for creative talent to take a risk on people like myself. So I'm very, very excited, and I hope that it continues. There's a lot of good talent in the city.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, the film is called Circle of Steel, and I guess uh, you're you're almost done uh, wrapping up shooting?
0: Yeah, we have only five days left.
1: All right, and then uh, what's the turnaround time before people are going to be able to see this?
0: Hmm, Well, uh, our hope is that we will have a fall fall festival run. That's my goal. So what that means is um, we need to have the film done by spring of this year, uh, spring of 2018. Hopefully, to have a festival festival run in 2018, and we're hoping to get maybe some broadcasters, but. We'll see. Hopefully uh, you see it at a theater near you soon.
1: Well, let's hope so. Well, congratulations on this. And uh, Jillian, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. There you go. That's filmmaker Jillian McKercher. She's the director of this one. Again, uh, the title is Circle of Steel, so watch for that. Okay, when we come back after the uh, 2.30 news, we're going to hear from uh, Alberta vets. and We're going to find out what their concerns are. The Alberta government's uh, bringing forth uh, new regulations around vet fees. At least to ensure that these fees are disclosed up front, that seems reasonable. So what's their concern? We'll get that side of uh, the debate in a few minutes here. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770
0: Calgary.